0: Welcome to the K9 PT Academy Podcast Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the K9 PT Academy Podcast Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapists. So, today we get going about today's topic, which I'm very excited to talk about it. Because I feel, you know, when we when we talk about imposter syndrome, it is something that we all go through it. Don't think that you're alone with it. But before we dive deep into it, got some uh, exciting stuff to share with you guys, okay? And I kind of like alluded that to a little bit last week on the podcast episode, if you guys listen to it. But, you know, came back from this business trip that I had full of ideas, full of things of like, you know... Uh, trying to figure it out basically how I can help you guys a little bit more, right? Because that that is something that uh, that I'm always trying to figure it out. Not just how I can help the field of canine rehabilitation grow in general, but specifically you guys, our listeners, our followers, in terms of especially how to move forward you know with your business no matter where where you're at if you already have established business if you have a clinic if you have a mobile business if you have staff if you're by yourself or if you're just on this very early on this journey and try to figure out you know how to go about it because here's the thing a, a lot of us including myself on it you know back like six years ago almost now we found ourselves in this position in, in the field of canine rehab, where it's very uh, different than other fields because we found ourselves in this position where we have to run our business to be able to find uh, uh, um, find a way to find fulfillment, you know, find a way to work within our passion without feeling burnout. Uh, with having the work-life balance that we aim for and so forth. You know, it's 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 different because, you know, me coming from a physical therapy background, but some of you guys being veterinarians, chiros, whatever it may be, you know it's different because there's not like there is a job as a canine rehab therapist available like at the snap of a finger, you know? And, and a lot of us have to make the job that we want it. We have to go ahead and create it. But the thing about it is that Majority of us did not become a canine rehab therapist wanting to become a business owner, but we simply had no other option because of the situation, right? And then suddenly we find ourselves in this position and we have very little to no knowledge as to how to go about running our own business, right? Like, does that sound familiar? I know that that was me. That was me five, six years ago. Right, so I was in your shoes before. And that's when people reach out to me with questions and I had the same kind of questions way back then in terms of like, okay, how do I go about marketing? How do I get new clients? How much should I charge? How do I go about raising my fees? Uh, What do I do when the imposter syndrome kicks in? Right, we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. How do I go about creating a budget? How do I go about creating a business plan? Uh, how do I make my business financially sustainable so I can support myself and my family? Uh, maybe how do I go about getting my first patients if I'm just getting started? Or if I'm growing, how do I go about get, uh, hiring for some help? Right? There's just so many questions that we kind of like go through every single day, basically. And when we start second guessing ourselves, it plants like the seeds of doubt in our mind, uh, uh, that it makes us second guess, basically, if we can do this or not, right? And and what I wanted to tell you is that you can do it, okay? I'm here to tell you that you can do this, but I'm not gonna sugarcoat and tell you that it's gonna be easy because it won't. But I, I can also tell you that even though it's not gonna be easy, it is totally gonna be worth it, okay? And a lot of canine rehab therapists often ask me how I was able to grow my clinic in Chicago, the canine PT, as quickly as I did and as successfully as we did over the last five years, you know, despite dealing with COVID restrictions and everything that kind of like came along with it, you know, with the economy and this and that. And of course, there isn't one simple single answer to that, because if there was in our life, of course, it'd be so much easier. But there is one thing that I can tell you with with confidence is that I know I wouldn't be able to achieve what I have achieved if I was trying to do this on my own if I didn't have the support the support from business mentors that helped me along the way the support from other uh, uh business owners, especially other physical therapists who you know are not necessarily in the canine rehab field but are physical therapy physical therapists that own their own clinic and I am in the same circle with them and we we meet that that was the we meet every so often to figure out how to move forward uh, uh, with the challenges that we're currently having. And the coolest thing with technology nowadays is that it's even easier for us to get that help and not feel isolated. It's even easier for us to find mentorship from someone who might be even in a different country. Like my main business coach, when I started working with him, he was living in the United Kingdom. He was living in the United Kingdom. And actually my wife and I are gonna go on vacation there later this summer. And we're gonna see kind of like where it all started for him and definitely i'm gonna be sharing that on social media in this podcast afterwards and so forth right but it was someone who i know have gone through similar challenges that i was coming through trying to grow my own business and i knew this person could help me move forward while avoiding making you know as many mistakes and that's what i'm i'm here for you guys to be that guy to be that mentor to help you guys move forward Okay, and that's what I'm very excited. That's what gets me excited, I should say, in terms of trying to figure out, okay, how I can help you, how I can help more can I rehab therapists in this field, especially in in the business sides of things, because that's what I love. And that's what a lot of you guys feel lost with it. Okay. So. This is what i just wanted to mention before we dive into imposter syndrome is that as i alluded my wife and and i and our daughter we're going to be going on vacation in in late june early july and i'm trying to figure out okay what can i do once i get back once i get back and until i i uh, release our business accelerator program again in the fall what can i do to help you guys who don't want to wait until the fall and need something right now those of you who are just feeling stuck with your canine rehab business and just need a little bit of momentum to keep pushing forward. Okay, and we're going to have two different things going on later this summer. Okay, so the very first thing is going to be the uh, uh, availability for VIP days at the canine PT at my clinic in Chicago. And if you're interested, what this entails is you can come and spend a full day with me and my team in our clinic, getting to experience all the ins and outs of how we run our clinic, meeting with our staff, asking them any questions and spending at least a few hours directly with me on working on your business. And if you want to make even the most out of it, we can extend that to being not just a full day, but be two days. So you can spend a full day at the clinic getting like, you know, to experience all of that and meet staff and everything. And then we spend at least a half day the next day to work on you and work on your business. Okay, and this is for you guys. This is for the canine rehab therapist who just really wants to see that behind the scenes of how to run a profitable below patient volume canine rehab clinic. Because I feel like there are a lot of profitable canine rehab clinics over there. But those clinics are usually like those therapists are usually seeing 12, 14, 15 plus patients a day. Like our therapists see 25, 26, 27 patients a week, a week, right? So how do we make that work in a way that that, that creates an environment that it's helpful for, for me, for my staff, and for our patients and clients? And you're going to be able to see just that. And you're going to be able to come out from it with strategies with takeaways to start implementing into your business right away that's going to help you getting stuck and help you move forward now of course as you can imagine logistically very limited availability for this Uh, uh, we're going to be able to start taking vip days towards late july and then uh, all the way through october okay so if this is something that is interesting you just reach out it's not a commitment if you just reach out but then we can talk more about it. And as a side note, for those of you guys who have never been in Chicago, then I would highly recommend spending an extra two to three days, especially this time of the year, summer into the fall. Chicago, it is, and and I'm not exaggerating, it is one of the best places in the world to be at. It is one of the most beautiful cities to be at. There's so much to do. The weather is perfect. And... The, the bonus is that you can count as a business expense, as a business trip, right? So that, that's a little bit of a bonus with that too. So that's the VIP days, okay? And then the second thing that we're gonna be having in August is gonna be the very first K9PT Academy Momentum Bootcamp, okay? And, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that this is gonna be a one-of-a-kind event that I have never seen, I have never seen in the field of canine rehabilitation before, okay? And it's going to take place over the weekend of August 19th and August 20th. And we're going to have two different options available with that event, okay? First option is going to be for you to come in person. Come in person, come Chicago, come to our clinic, which is also then going to include a pre-event day on Friday, August 18th, where not only you're going to be able to see the magic at the K9 PT clinic, but also spend some individual time with me that day to work on your business. And then the second option is gonna to be to join us virtual over Zoom for that Saturday and Sunday. And then you're gonna to get to experience that virtually. You're gonna still learn a lot. You're still gonna come up with strategies, workbooks, exercises and things that are gonna help your business move forward. And the reason why I'm doing that virtual option is because we have a worldwide audience, right? So I do understand that, you know, it's not feasible for everyone to be flying into Chicago. Okay, so stay tuned over the next month or so as we release more information. As I alluded in the previous podcast, making sure you're getting our emails. If you're getting our emails, you're going to get hold of this information before the podcast ever comes out. Okay, so make sure you're getting our emails. But what I can tell you that in in a broader aspect, that we're going to be focused on the Momentum Bootcamp is we're going to be focused on developing marketing strategies to help your caseload grow in a sustainable and predictable way. We're going to be uh, uh, discussing pricing strategies that are going to allow you to raise your rates and become more profitable. And we're also going to be discussing finances and budgeting strategies to help you stay on top of it and keep that money that you're making. Right. Because that's just as important. It's not just about increasing the revenue of the business. But how can you as the business owner, of course, you know, keep that money? OK, so for that as well, for the Momentum Bootcamp, there's also going to be limited availability, even with the virtual experience. OK, because I, uh, I do want to keep the quality of it at a top notch. And of course, I can't do that if there's even online a lot of people that we got to help. OK, so also, if you're interested, just reach out. OK, we don't have the registration open yet, but I just wanted to get the word out to you guys so you can start planning for that. But if you reach out and you let me know that at least your interest, it doesn't mean that you're committing that once the registration is open, you're going to be the first ones to uh, uh, have the ability to register before it gets sold out. Okay, so if you have any interest in any of this, please just reach out to us, send me a message on social media. send me an email at Francisco at k9pt.com. Um, you know, whatever it's the easiest way for you to get hold of us, just get hold of us and let us know. And I can also answer any questions about that as well through email, through messenger, social media, whatever it may be. Does that sound good? Alright, so I just wanted to start with that before we get going into today's podcast. So without further ado, because I have been talking for quite a bit already, let's talk about imposter syndrome. Okay, so let's start first by discussing what is imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is that voice in the back of our heads that tell us that we are not worth it, that tell us that we cannot do this, that tell us to stay the lane, that tell us to not take a risk. That's imposter syndrome. Now, one thing that that I heard uh, a year or two ago was reframing that as imposter moment rather than imposter syndrome. And I really like that. And I really liked that reframing because a syndrome makes it sound like there is a cure to it. But a moment makes more sense as it implies, at least from my point of view, that it is something that we're going through right now, but that we're going to make it past. Okay, because the one thing we got to first acknowledge is that we all have imposter syndrome. We all go through it. No matter how successful you are or you feel that you aren't, we all have it. But the difference between a successful entrepreneur is that successful entrepreneurs learn how to quickly move beyond that. Successful entrepreneurs don't let that feeling of uh, uh, imposter syndrome stop them. And at times even use that as a way to push through during times of uncertainty. Where the folks who let the imposter syndrome gets to them, right, of course, slow down, quit, or even like sabotage themselves. But the one thing we got to understand with life in general is that there's always going to be a yin to the yang. For every negative, there's always going to be a positive. For every glass half-empty, there's always going to be a glass half-full. And that's why it all starts within us. right? Remember that we are only as strong as the weakest link in the chain. And more often than not, the weakest link in our chain is our own mindset. It's our own brain getting in our way. Right? And how many of us... (coughs) and have therapists dedicate at least the same amount of time per year developing ourselves from a personal development perspective as we do developing our clinical skills and knowledge right and i was totally guilty of this myself i spent the first five years of my career as a physical therapist working towards becoming the best clinician that i could be but guess what my weakest link got shown to me when I had to go out on my own and open my own business. Why? Because my confidence was kind of like basically not there. <laughs> I, have no, I had no self-belief. I had tons of fears, tons of second-guessing. Right. So then suddenly, what good were all those clinical skills, all that knowledge that I had accumulated over the years, if I couldn't move forward because of all those other things? uh uh, things and that's also why i keep saying this over and over again that especially when it comes to us the business owners in canine rehabilitation that our business growth is never going to outpace our own personal growth we are our businesses no matter if you are a one-person show or the one leading the team and personal development will always be something that you're going to have to be working towards it because As you go through different phases of your business, there's going to be different areas that you're going to have to prioritize. It's going to change it over time. So for example, as you can imagine, in the very beginning, I had to read a lot about uh, uh, self-confidence, self-worth, and that kind of stuff. Then as my uh, business grew, especially over the last year and a half or so, I started reading more about managing people and leadership, and that kind of stuff. Right? Because the business evolved, I had to evolve. Hopefully that makes sense. And then as I was doing some research in the past about imposter syndrome, I came across uh, five different definitions, which I thought it was very fitting, because, you know, imposter syndrome by itself, it's not like a one size fits all kind of thing. I feel a lot of it varies depending on uh, our own personalities and how we handle things. And I found this uh, uh, online and I thought it was very, very helpful. But there are basically two different types of imposter syndrome. There is the perfectionist, the superhero, the expert, the natural genius and the soloist. Okay, so let me break those down one by one. So let's start with the perfectionist. So perfectionists are never satisfied, as you can imagine and always feel that their work could be better. So then, rather than focusing on their strengths, they tend to fixate on any flaws or mistakes that they have made, which of course often leads towards a a, a great amount of pressure that they put on themselves and stress and anxiety. And I feel in in our field, uh, that's very common both with veterinarians and physical therapists because of the how hard of a journey it is to get through right our graduate degrees uh uh, it leads to a lot of people in both fields having this personality trait. so that was the perfectionist the second one is a superhero so the superheroes because they feel inadequate what they do is they feel compelled to push themselves to just keep working harder and harder and harder, right? Does that sound familiar too? I think a lot of us find ourselves in that scenario too, where you feel that if we work harder, then we're gonna be better prepared, and then the Postman syndrome is gonna go away. That's the superhero. The expert are the folks who are always trying to learn more and are never satisfied with their level of understanding. And even though they're often highly skilled individuals and have a lot of uh, uh, degrees and accolades and such, they underrate their own ex- expertise because of that, because they're never satisfied. They always think there's going to be more. And in our field, those are the folks who think that the next letter behind our name is going to be the thing that is going to make us feel better. That is going to make us feel like, oh, now I am worth it of this. Right? So that's the expert. The natural genius are the, the, the folks who set very high lofty goals for themselves. But then they feel defeated when they don't achieve those goals right away. Those are the natural genius. And then the soloists are the folks who tend to be very uh individualistic and prefer to just get work done on themselves. Right? Thinking that uh just being more pro- that's going to uh, uh lead towards better productivity, better time management, so they ended up rejecting offers of help. Those are the folks in our field that go years and years and years knowing that they need help, but yet they can't get around to hiring, right? Because they see also asking for help as a sign of weakness. So those are the soloists. So hopefully, the, I know when I read this five different personalities, I was like, oh my God, that totally makes sense. And I I could see myself in some of those over different periods of time. I could see people that I know very well, both in the field and outside of the field of canine rehab, fit into also one of those different ones. And, you know, and and it was just very interesting. And I know when I spoke about this, even with my own students in the past, they thought it was interesting, too, because they could understand themselves a little bit better as well. And that's why I wanted to share. But then finally, so we can kind of like wrap up the podcast then the question becomes, how can we move beyond this? How can we move beyond this feeling of imposter syndrome? And the challenge with imposter syndrome or imposter moments is that the experience of doing well at something does not seem to change our own beliefs. right? So we can't simply just overwork. We can't simply just over-prepare, overstudy, or whatever it may be. We need to start by working on ourselves first and our own self-beliefs. Right? So for example, if your coping strategy is to over-prepare or overwork to make sure that you feel comfortable enough, let's say from a clinical perspective, to see a more complex case, then guess what's gonna happen next time you get an even more complicated case? You're going to feel like the only way for you to succeed is to overprepare even more. To overwork even more than you did before. Otherwise, your own brain's going to be telling you that you're not doing enough. And it's the same thing into running our own business. We feel like we have to overdo it. We feel like we have to overwork to compensate for it. And it can work. But then what's going to happen afterwards? You're going th- your brain is going to think that the only solution is for you to overwork. The only solution is for you to wake up earlier than everyone else, for you to stay up later than everyone else. Like that's even if you go online in different circles of entrepreneurs and such, that's a little bit of the BS that gets told that, oh, you can all succeed. All you got to do is wake up earlier, work harder and stay up later. But hopefully by now you understand that overworking, over-preparing, over-studying, getting more and more letters behind your name, thinking that's, that's gonna what's gonna make you feel more confident. It's actually not going to work in the long run. So how do we instead work on ourselves to avoid this loop in our brain? And we have to, for us to do so, we have to keep two main things in mind. We have to keep in mind our own chosen beliefs and our own discipline. Okay, so chosen beliefs is going to be what are you telling yourself that is not necessarily true. For example, oh, people are not going to pay more than XYZ. Dollars or whatever currency you're at people are not going to pay more than let's say a hundred dollars for canine rehab services in my area That's a chosen belief. Oh I'm not good at marketing That's a chosen belief. I am not good at selling That's a chosen belief I cannot find another canine rehab therapist who's going to be clinically as good as myself That's a chosen belief see where i'm going i am not good enough that's a chosen belief so what is the chosen beliefs that you're telling yourself that's the first thing and then the second thing is going to be having the discipline having the discipline behavior of you being accountable with no one else but with yourself and that's may sound simple But it's not how most of us tend to operate. Most of us expect accountability and motivation to come from external factors. But the thing about motivation is that it comes and goes. Motivation is going to come and go. Some days you're going to feel very motivated. Some weeks you're going to feel very motivated. Some days you're going to feel like just rolling in your blanket, and binging Netflix all day. So you can't count on motivation. What you can count is on discipline. Discipline with yourself. Discipline to becoming the best version of yourself. And discipline to consistently be working on developing your weakest link into one of your biggest strengths. So, if you think that i oh I am not good at uh, uh let's say speaking in public, then have the discipline to work on it and actually make that one of your strengths because I'm telling you it can be done I'm not saying that you're gonna go out and be speaking to like a like a stadium full like with thousands and thousands of people, but you can't turn your weakest link into a strength and i have shared this you know in different trainings that i have done shared this with my students but i am not a good public speaker at all never have been but then i found myself talking in conferences to hundreds and hundreds of people i have found myself doing this podcast like you should have told me 10 years ago that i'll be doing a podcast like seriously, like I would say you're like you're you're out of your mind because I never had the confidence and the self belief to put myself out there like this, but I worked on that consistently, and now actually speaking in public it it is something i'm I'm fairly good at, right <clears throat> so you got to understand that there isn't a cure for whichever one of those imposter moments we're having. So you got to stop chasing the solution for it because that's often the mistake that we make. It's like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out how to get rid of this imposter moment. Let me tell you, you're not going to get rid of it. Imposter moment is not something that ever goes away. No matter how successful you get, you're still going to have those feelings. You're still going to have that voice in the back of your head. And actually, it gets worse the more successful that you become because then the bigger the voice gets. Right? And I alluded to this earlier. It's like sometimes we think that getting more and more letters behind our names is actually going to cure this imposter syndrome that we're feeling. And more often than not, that's, not, that's going to end up <clears throat> excuse me, that's going to end up making things even worse in the long run. because now the gap between how knowledgeable you are and how knowledgeable you feel that you are, it got even bigger. So guess what? That imposter syndrome is going to get bigger unless you figured out a way to work on yourself. OK? And there's nothing wrong with investing in yourself to become the best clinician that you can be. So please don't think that this is the takeaway that I want you to take from it because we should be investing in becoming the best clinicians that we can be. But what I'm trying to get to you is to please don't do so while neglecting the greatest asset that we all have, which is ourselves. So please keep investing in you. Keep investing in becoming the best version of yourself and not settling for less. Be consistent with it, regardless of what curveballs life is going to throw at you. And I promise that you'll be able to move beyond what has been stopping you and achieve what you want in life as a canine rehabilitation therapist. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapist. if you enjoyed what we had to say please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review you can also email us at hello at K9PTAcademy.com. That's hello at K9PTAcademy.com with any questions or suggestions and go to K9PTAcademy.com to find more resources and content including our fee calculator spreadsheets which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the K9